Hey, how's it going? Welcome back to another episode of Ladvice. Let's get talking. Let's get sharing. This is episode five of Ladvice. Let's get talking. Let's get sharing. I'm gonna call this one Heads Wrecked. Who's on? Um, <laughs> so this used to almost be a bit of a a joke or a a way that people could pitch the fact that they were feeling shit um, on their social media, whether it was you know Snapchat, whatever. Uh, but put it out to a wide audience in a joke, being like, oh yeah, you know, heads wrecked, who's on? Or actually, sometimes people used to say, heads on, who's wrecked? Because their head was so mangled. Um, but it was all kind of a, a bit of a joke. And I suppose that was kind of a reflection of the time that we were in at that point, that people felt that they had to put um, it up as a joke, in a joking sense, in order for people to then say, Oh yeah, hey man, or hey, you know, well, hey, hey whoever, what's wrong? Are you alright? Do you want to talk about something? Um, and I think we've definitely come a long way since then. I, we're definitely not at a point where, um, you know, there's always room for improvement. And I think the world is definitely becoming more aware to the fact that we need to have more open and meaningful conversations about problems and issues and try and help each other and help help ourselves to feel better about situations or scenarios that are stressing us out or making our our you know our overall mood um be unpleasant or unhappy i suppose but it's great to see that positive movement and um i'm hoping to be a part of it by sharing these kind of podcasts and promoting the content that i do on um ladvice it's called at ladvice.ie across facebook instagram and twitter Uh, and you can get us on our website at ladvice.ie as well you can search that on google but um just to suppose again encourage people to talk to friends family um, or someone who they trust about problems. A problem shared is a problem halved, as the saying goes. And from personal experience with issues or problems that I've had, um, I've definitely found that talking to someone who I trust and someone who I know I can talk to about things has been definitely very beneficial. Um, and I suppose I definitely have a couple of people who I feel that I can, you know, I can feel comfortable in talking to. Um, and I suppose just for for you guys who are listening. Um, I think it's important to try and, you know, identify people who are going to be, who will, you know, offer to listen when words aren't enough, share some advice when you need the advice, um, and someone who will be honest, trustworthy, non-judgmental, uh, caring, compassionate, and I suppose sympathetic to your situation. Um, I think that's really important and key when you're talking to someone who's you know trying to express how they're feeling and it might be difficult to talk to someone but i think it makes it that bit easier if you have someone who has those kind of characteristics and someone who can kind of be you know someone to lean on and someone to bounce things off when you want to have a kind of have a conversation about things like that so that's definitely one thing that i encourage people to do if they're feeling stressed or you know they're having trouble with a particular problem or whatever that may be um but i'd like to also then kind of move on to i suppose how internally or how people themselves can try and promote a better um outcome or manage stresses in a more productive way 
and see how our reactions to situations can impact uh, how our mood would feel um, and I suppose how we can try and improve those certain things. So I'm going to just start off by saying be careful about your language and be careful about how you speak to yourself when things happen. Some things happen that are out of your control, some things happen because you've done something, some things happen, you know, things happen, let's just leave it at that. But let's run through some examples about, you know, how your language can influence your mood and how your language can have a knock-on effect of how you'll feel after that. Because it's not just one, it's not just a throwaway comment. Your reactions can actually, like, your reactions can come repetitive to situations. If something similar will happen again, you can become accustomed to reacting in a certain way to that situation or that scenario or that event or that trigger. But let's just go through a really basic one and say you would plan to go out to the cinema with your friends and something happened. So let's think of a setback. Something something happened that you didn't want to happen and it wasn't ideal. But let's just pretend that you forgot your wallet. So, you, you know, oh, crap, I forgot my wallet. I'm such a fucking idiot. I can't believe I did that. How, how the fuck did I forget my wallet? I'm such an idiot. When really, okay, you forgot your wallet. Let's look at the opposite way that you could react to that situation. Ah, I forgot my wallet. That was a mistake. I'll learn from it. I better make sure I don't do that again next time. Hey, buddy, would you mind lending me 20 euro so I can go to the cinema? I have the money at home. I'll give it to you the next time I see you or I'll send it to you on Revolut or on the, you know, your online banking app, whatever it is. Um, so, like, there's an example of where you could have been so hard on yourself, but in reality, by having a little bit more of a easy going or a little bit more forgiving approach to the situation, your mood is so much better. It doesn't affect your, your, um, your relationship with the people around you. It doesn't affect your the ability for you to enjoy the thing that you're going to do example and this time perhaps we'll use one that's out of our control so last time we made a mistake and the advice was don't be so hard on yourself essentially and um, and move on from it and uh, make the best out of the situation but now let's look at it, an example where this one's totally of uh, totally out of our control uh, and it's something that's just happened and we just have to either accept it or try and change it. So um, I'm going to talk about this and I'm going to say the the initial thing is a stimulus. So that's something that's happened and it can stimulate you to feel or react in a certain way. So the stimulus in this scenario that I'm going to just break down is, and it's an easy one and it's something that um, I definitely experience quite regularly. Um, and now... So basically what it is, is you're coming home from work. This is the example. You're coming home from work um, and your journey normally takes, which normally takes me about uh, 20 minutes to get home from work. Happy days. I'm quite blessed and I'm very grateful for that journey. Um, that I'm not, you know, in the car for a long period in my day because I know my life is quite busy regardless. And um, it's sometimes hard to fit it all in, but do the best I can. Um. But the stimulus is stuck in traffic, 
There's an extra half an hour added on now. So let's that's a bit drastic. An extra twenty minutes added onto my journey. So now it's my journey time is doubled. The instant reaction or the go to reaction is absolute road rage. <laughs> Start getting pissed off at everyone. That fella that's trying to pull into your lane that's in the uh, the lane just beside you and he's trying to bust his bully his way in and bust his way in. You could easily start shouting all sorts of abuse at him. And believe me, I've been there, I've done that. <laughs> um, and it's difficult sometimes to kind of try and control your reactions. Um, and I suppose not let yourself be consumed by situations that are out of your control. But we can try and get some control over it again. And you can try and bring back the control uh, to what you can control. And that's yourself and your reaction. But obviously, as I've said, and I, I, as I've experienced myself, it's difficult to control your reactions sometimes. Um, but if we say the stimulus was the traffic jam, and then we have the ability to choose what our reaction to that is. Without thinking, I've just explained my reaction was previously road rage, you know, going on a mad one, effing and blinding. But if you slow to slow yourself down a little bit and reflect before you react that's a very good quote in my opinion reflect before you react um, and it's applicable across all walks of life um, you can then say to yourself well look i'm stuck in traffic i either have two choices i can stick it out and stay in the traffic for the extra 20 minutes okay i'm going to be longer getting home than usual and it might mean that I have a bit less time to sit around and do aimless scrolling on my phone later on. Or you could alternatively say, well, I could change my route and I could go a different way home and try and get home quicker that way. But to be honest, generally what I do now in that situation is to say, look, look, Nathan, you're going to be delayed. There's a bit of traffic, but actually... Let's try and make turn it into a positive outcome. And so, obviously, in traffic, you can't go on your phone. Rules of the road, RSA and all that jazz. Um, so now I have an extra 20 minutes where I would have previously been on my phone aimlessly scrolling, which is definitely something that I'm trying to reduce and have a post up on advice uh, about that and have a another podcast that I did on the positives and negatives of social media. Uh, and I suppose overall phone usage. But now, those 20 minutes that would have been aimless scrolling are replaced by 20 minutes of being stuck in traffic. <laughs> wow, Nathan, that's fucking amazing. Much better than aimless scrolling on my phone. But actually, it's what you do with the time now that matters or that, that counts. So what i use it for is i suppose i suppose to reflect on my day have a look at you know things that happened try and see what worked well for me and what i enjoyed doing and some of the things that you know didn't work out quite as well and some stuff that i potentially wouldn't do again or would do differently if i had to do them again um and plan out the rest of my day as well um but also and this is the big thing that i absolutely love doing um is screw everything else Let's just live in the moment and let's just enjoy the bit of time in the car. Turn the radio up, blast out a couple of songs because music is a fantastic way to, for me to improve my mood anyway. 
I listen to the song, I sing every word, <laughs> the words that I know anyways. And I just enjoy myself. I get I get lost in the music, as you know, as cringy as that sounds. But I just take the time to enjoy myself and I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure plenty of other people would be looking in the car window and be like, Oh my god, who the fuck is your man? What does he think he's doing? And I'm sure some people actually get a good laugh out of it and say, ah, oh, do you know what? Fair play to your man. Um, all I'll say is, good job they don't hear me singing because I'm absolutely crap. Um, but I don't give a fuck what any of them people think. I'm just sitting in the car. I'm taking the 20 minutes. I'm making the most of it. And I'm enjoying myself. So there's a fantastic example, <laughs> in my own personal opinion. Uh, Self-praise is the best praise. Um, that's a fantastic example of how you can you could have been negatively affected by an out and something that's out of your control uh, and I now try to bring it back into my control and turn it into a positive outlet for me to enjoy myself. So those were two quite simplistic examples of how you know we can, can try and control our reactions to situations and we can be mindful of our language when we're talking to ourselves when something doesn't go our way or we make a mistake. I appreciate that they're very simplistic, but sometimes the little things all add up. And if you can kind of try and practice that, your daily routines, all your daily, every day is followed by another day. Thank God we're all blessed. Um, and if you can continually do that over the course of a week and a month, all those days add up. And if you can you know, not let those little things affect you, then you're more likely to be able to deal with the bigger things or the, the bigger issues in a more effective manner as well. Because the theory is still applicable across different situations and more complex situations, but maybe, you know, might be slightly harder to do. Um, I'm not going to try and get into them on this podcast. Perhaps I, uh, we can look into some of those more complex examples uh, in a future podcast, but they're still applicable. And let's just kind of may now maybe look at maybe if there is some bigger stresses or some, you know, more complex things that have happened that are out of your control or in your control and they've not worked out well and you're unhappy with how to, how to, you know, the outfall or the outcome of those situations. But sometimes out of struggles or difficulties can come positive, can can come positives, yeah. And I'm gonna use a an analogy for this. Um, and the analogy is, so, in order for a flower to grow or a tree to blossom, you know, a flower to blossom or a tree to grow, or, you know, you get me. We're planting a seed in the ground. Seeds planted in a dark place, which I'm now saying is the difficulty or the, the stress or the the trouble that you're experiencing in life. So you have been planted in this dark place. But even in that dark place, if that plant can get the nutrients and the I suppose the the things that it needs in order to to grow and I suppose get out of that dark place, he or she or whatever we want to call it. I'm not an ecologist. Anyway, when they get out of that 
you know, when they've been given the the correct nutrients and, and things that they need to get out of that dark place, similarly enough to your life, if you can kind of deploy the right techniques and tools and I suppose positive outlets and stuff like that, that, that you need when you're in that dark place of feeling shit and, you know, feeling depressed or whatever it may be. If you can, if you can give yourself the tools and stuff like that to get out of that dark place, you can too blossom like that flower or you can too grow like that tree into, you know, a strong individual, bloody, bloody, blah. I think that was a fantastic little analogy as well. Um, I hope I explained it well enough and that you guys could grasp what I was trying to say. But basically, even through dark times, there is a way out of them and you may come out of them even bigger and better than you, you ever were before. Perhaps now if I could give some more tangible, positive influences of negative experiences. Um, and I'm just going to list them off. I'll try not go into too much detail. Uh, but just to kind of give you a sense of, you know, even when things are difficult or even when, you know, you're struggling, you can find positives, but you need to try and, you know, it can really help your overall mood if you can look to identify those. It can help you reprioritize your values. And um, your values are things that you hold closely to your heart and things that kind of help you in, help influence you go out, go through your life and think in, I suppose, identify what things are important and how you define, I suppose, your happiness and what things will promote happiness for, uh, within you. Um, and maybe a good way of um, a negative experience redefining or uh, helping you reprioritize your values would be if you were to have, and this is, this is, you know, you could say that this is terrible, but this whole, it comes back to the whole thing of minding your language. Let's just say you lost your job, which I, I, I of course understand is extremely stressful and difficult. Um, and it's easy to say that, oh, this is a disaster. But I suppose you say, this is an inconvenience and I would now like to, you know, I suppose, get rid of this inconvenience and obtain a new job. But when we, when you lose that job, let's just say you used to be, your happiness used to be defined by materialistic things, you know, going out and experiencing lavish, having a, having a lavish lifestyle um, and you know, money was the answer to all your problems and it, money made you happy. By losing your job and experiencing a difficult time with regard to money, because you obviously weren't earning money anymore, so you couldn't spend as much money anymore, you could then actually use that as an opportunity to seek happiness from the little things in life and seek happiness from things that are, you know, they're not materialistic. They're just everyday things in life that you you should be so grateful for. Uh, but just purely because you haven't taken the time to appreciate them, you, you take them for granted. Like, for example, this is absolutely crazy. And people can, you know, say, oh, fuck off. What do you mean? I'm meant to be grateful for that. But the fact that we can actually go to the, the tap in our house, turn it on and get water is an amazing thing. We should all be grateful for that. We're living in like one of the first of all, one of the best times in, you know, one of the best times in human history and also 
I'm not sure what country you're listening from. We've got a few people from Russia. We've got a few people from uh, America, Canada, Australia, Ireland, England. I think there might be someone from Denmark. But anyway, regardless, all of those countries, the fact that you're able to listen to this podcast on a, on a device that has internet connection means you are blessed. You should be grateful for the life that you have. And of course, there's going to be things that are experiencing that aren't exactly pleasant or that you don't like, but you have the ability to change those. And the fact that you can be living and have a device like this and listen to things like that means you're living in a place of comfort in comparison to other places in the world. But anyway, that was a bit of a long-winded example of how you can reprioritize your values. Another one is find out who your friends are. So Obviously, if you're experiencing troubles and you need someone to talk to, you know, it could be difficult to open up to people at the beginning. But I suppose what I would say is, and what I have done previously is, just open up in incremental bits, like telling them a little bit about your problem, see how they react, tell them another little bit. And if they make you feel more comfortable about opening up and talking about your problems, then you know that you can trust their demeanor, their characteristics, who they are as a person that they will be someone who you can talk to going forward and stuff like that. So that's a great way of finding out who your friends are. And when I say friends, you know, there's different. I personally would have. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I've plenty of friends. I was going to say, you know, how, how many friends I have, but I'm not overly popular. I have a nice circle of friends and I think your friendship group gets smaller as you get older. But I have plenty of people who I consider friends. But I've already got a very small group of people who I would consider real, true friends that I can, you know, feel comfortable opening up and talking to people, uh, talking to them about problems. So that's another one. That was a quick and easy one in comparison to the last one. And then the last one, this is probably <laughs> one that I could dedicate a whole podcast to on its own, but personal development and discovery. So I suppose through times where you experience difficulties uh, and through, through doing things that you simply never even thought of doing before you find out things out you find things out about yourself that you never would have known or you never would have even dreamt of doing or you know discovering if you weren't forced to go and do them so um yeah i mean <laughs> this is the di this is a difficult one to go into but if i could just do a quick example i hope it is a quick example let's go back to the whole thing of losing your job so let's say you lost your job and your job was now, you know, you you couldn't go back to doing the same job as you were doing before for whatever reason. That's a difficult situation to be in. But the personal development and aspect of that would be and the discovery element would be, well, look, I can't do that job anymore. So now I'm forced to go and do something else. I have to recreate myself and I have to diversify my skill set and do something else. So then you decide to go and seek out another job and you learn a new skill and then you know you begin that job and you may find that you absolutely love that job and you liked it even more than the job you previously had so that was a very simplistic example i'm going to leave it at that because i don't want this to drag on too much longer and i'm going to try and uh, start wrapping it up but i suppose just to do to try and wrap it up i will just say this was a very small snippet of dealing with stresses of life and I suppose you know everyone's going to experience different stresses and different difficulties and stuff there will be similarities amongst people but 
I definitely didn't cover everything, but I hope you enjoyed the, the episode and I hope you can, I suppose, take some value from this. And I suppose maybe just to kind of wrap it up with a couple of sentences. Life's hard enough already, um, so don't be so hard on yourself. Cut yourself some slack and understand that we're all learning as we go. Go out and experience things if you, and make mistakes. And if you do make mistakes, don't punish yourself for them. Learn from them. I think I'm going to leave it at that. That concludes this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. And as always, let's get talking. Let's get sharing. And I'll catch you again in the next one. Thank <laughs> you.